This is a podcast from Minute Media. <laughs> it would be a wolf, but I. Hello, 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 and welcome to today's episode of Wolves Fancast, uh, part of the 90 Min uh, Football Network. Uh, Rich Hobbs here today, and joining me on this Wednesday evening, we've got Jafo. Good evening. And to preview the Newcastle game, he's we've hopped straight from theirs over to ours um, online because... You know, it's a bit bit of a trek if we're doing it. But yeah. well, well, we've got Matty from the Gallagate Shots. How are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing in my house? Um, I was say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, I'm good. Thank you very much. Absolutely love that music at the start of that podcast. That it's a great, it's a great theme tune. Uh, bought by uh, done by a local artist called Pogman. Uh, so Pogman. Big up, yeah. Pogman. Yeah. Well, I, I, you, I should probably do like link in the description or something. But yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, but. We're going to talk about Newcastle. We're going to talk a bit about Wolves and do a bit of a quiz at the end. So, Matty, I guess over to you first in terms of Newcastle. Because, I mean, we're, we're talking, I say talking just. Um, do you sort of feel that after kind of a decent run of games earlier on this calendar year, obviously the last kind of four games haven't really gone the way you'd have wanted, but do you feel safe from relegation now? Because it was a bit tetchy. First half of the season. Well, it's always about that sort of uh, context. Uh, context is key because, um, I mean, I think I saw a stat today that if Eddie Howe started with zero points, we would still be four points clear of relegation. Now, that shows you <laughs> the type of job that he's done. You know, the, the new players have came in, made a massive, massive effect. But And we went on a ridiculous run. But it, it sort of went on this downward turn steadily in terms of we, we played Southampton. We had four difficult away games. We played Southampton. We beat them 2-1. Huge result. Absolutely buzzing with that. We go to Stamford Bridge expecting a really tough game. We give as good as we got. We should have got a penalty. They should have had a man sent off. And said man goes and scores in the 88th minute. You can rightly feel aggrieved by that. Um, so it's went down in terms of it's a loss, but it puts the end of the run. But we still played well. Everton first half played well, but then second half dipped and got beat off a team who were doing terribly and weren't playing very well. And then we go to White Hart Lane last Sunday and get absolutely smashed to bits. So as much as it's been, it has been a downward turn in not just form but performance as well. So it is a little bit worrying. But given what became before those three losses. We really need to be confident that we can stay in this division. It's not just, I don't just do it as a gimmick. People know me as a very, very um, pessimistic Newcastle fan. I have been my entire life. So I am still worried. We're not safe until we're safe. We've got nine points worth of breathing space. As we speak, Everton are winning 2 1. Hopefully they'll get a draw there. But um, yeah, we've got it in us to just comfortably stay up. If we don't stay up from here, we've only got ourselves to blame. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a, really good way of looking at it to be honest uh, um, I think at this point in the season it's clear that it's definitely at least three teams worse than Newcastle and two of them are playing each other tonight mm-hmm. um, you, we, you've talked about January signings obviously I, I'm not kind of going to go into the whole ownership side of things because we could be here all night but yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the 
transfers that have happened from that. And mm-hmm. have they, in terms of the impact, obviously Trippier was, I guess, probably the standout in terms of name recognition for a lot of English fans. And of course he's been mm-hmm. in, injured, but how would you rate some of the signings that have come in? Because I've, I've seen it happen with Wolves when, when Foson took over Jafel backing up, right. you know, so, some of them were great, weren't they? You know, the likes of Cav joining and um, Roman Sace joining as well and players like that. But then we also had a few stinkers thrown in when you just sort of throwing stuff at one. <clears throat> to share her. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I mean, our signings in general have been fantastic. You know, they, they didn't cover themselves in any glory, the ones who did play on Sunday, but needed the ones that were there beforehand. Um, they've been a massive part in our upturn and form. It, it goes without saying, and you've mentioned a gentleman there, Kieran Trippier. Fortunately, he's injured. Hopefully, he'll be playing before the month's out. But he really brought in a lot of organisation at the back four mm-hmm. um, and seemed to have an effect on games from right back, which you very rarely see. Um, obviously, scored goals against Everton Villa back to back. The, the, the latter being the 1-0 winner, uh, you know, f- both free kicks. But Dan Byrne, he's came in, fantastic organisation, local lad, passionate, big lad, clears everything up in the air for the most part. Um, and alongside him, I'm sure was someone who you'll, you'll like very much, Matt Target, uh, you know, on loan <laughs> from, from Aston Villa. Um, again, a position that we've struggled to, you know, get someone to nail down properly. We normally put in a square peg in a round hole there. He's been great. Gimaresh, he, he's been bedded in very, very slowly, but he's shown quality. That goal against Southampton really sort of is the pinnacle of that quality that he's got. Um, and then, you know, you've got uh, Chris Wood. And, 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 you know, people are sort of saying £25 million for Chris Wood. It's ridiculous. It was more of just a, a signing to weaken a, a, a relegation rival. And has it? That's debatable because they've, they've managed to get, is it very cost? Um, from, yeah. from Germany, who's, who seems a decent player, um, but I mean, Chris Wood is working hard and he's playing. You know, does the jobs he's been asked to do in a system that Eddie Howe has got him playing in? Um, would we rather Callum Wilson be playing there? Probably because he's got a better eye for goal. But Chris Wood's previous seasons, his, his figures have been you know double figures the last four. So you know, I could see why we signed him. It's just unfortunate he hasn't scored many goals for us. He's got, he did get the one against Southampton and hopefully these next three games, he's got a chance of scoring at St. James's Park. But basically the long, the long answer there, Richard, but you know, all the signings have really had a good effect, but along with the manager. Yeah. I think that's, say it all falls apart if a manager's not pulling it all together. And, you know, we say we've had it with Bruno for, if if they're not kind of all pointing in the same direction, it will feel like there were 11 strangers on that pitch and it, it hasn't felt like that. I mean, Trippier, Trippier seems to be a big loss and like he seems to have brought that leadership and that assurance that, you know, it, if they're in a bit of trouble, get the ball out to him and don't, you know, they won't panic. Yeah. Um, so I think I, I say like in terms of that, the, I think the signs that have been made have been really shrewd because it could have been easy to have got multiple players from, from Europe. Mm-hmm. And I think it was sort of telling that, you know, Dan Byrne, Matty Target, Chris Wood are all Premier League. They, they know yeah. the league. They, they were all yeah. very, I was going to say, very traditional sort of uh, staples of the league. Trippier, yeah. uh, uh, you know, played his entire you know career apart from the last, sort of, what, two seasons in this division. It's only been Gimaresh, who's this, uh, Son who's not really being exposed to it. 
do you think to next season or do you think we're going to see a bit of a shift towards I, I guess improving it to that next level to make sure you can beat and go I guess for a top half position yeah well I mean not to put the cap before the horse I mean like I'll always say because I am who I am you know staying up is priority number one um, but I do feel there is there is musings and rumours in the, the newspapers that you know we won't sign as many players or won't spend as much money as we did in January in the summer if we were to still. However, you know maybe we won't spend as much, but I can see a lot more movement. I can see six or seven players going out the door. I can see maybe just as many coming in. But like you've just said, Richard, maybe one of them is going to be your big money forty million pound signing. And then the rest are going to be shrewd loans and, and you know, just improving and, and thickening up the squad with quality rather than just quantity. Um, there's a plenty of players there um, who, you know, I, I, the shelf life at Newcastle has probably came to an end um, and came to an end a good few seasons ago. Um, you, you know, you, you see the likes of Jeff Hendrick out on loan at QBR. Kieran Clark's not even in the squad anymore. A player who I had a lot of time for. He, he, he came into the under, under Rafa in the championship and I thought why have we signed him proved me wrong within a couple of seasons I think he got player of the season in the championship did very well in the Premier League but again he's just stayed on too long so the likes of him the likes of Hendrick even dare I say Jamal Lascelles massive part of us uh, solidifying ourselves in the Premier League um, you know fronts up when things are going badly a proper captain but for me football and wise he just hasn't been good enough um, so I can see some players getting moved out and then getting replaced. And for me, it's that spine again. We've improved the spine in January. Striker, central midfielder, centre half. I think do that again. Do that again in the summer. Um, and maybe one or two other additions and, and it might stand us in good stead. Just to just to not be fighting relegation. That's all I guess the next season target is for me. And most pragmatic and realistic Newcastle fans. Cup runs would be great and further up the, the league would be great, but this isn't, you know. Going to happen overnight if if what the owners want to happen is going to happen. It's not going to happen overnight, and we'll see we'll see what happens. But for me, next season, my main aim is to not be sat here, maybe talking to you, hopefully next again next season, and thinking, oh, I wonder what Everton Burnley score is. You know, I just don't want yeah. that anymore. I mean, for, I mean, for you, would, would would you say that you'd give up? Um, so, so assume you stay up, but would you give up Alan San Maximan to get in three or four? Pragmatic players who would make sure that you finish top ten. Oh, that's uh, that's a good that's a good question. Now, well, hang on. I'm, are you saying that if we give in this bizarro universe, in this oh, yeah. this, this parallel universe, if we give up Alan St. Maximum and get four players, and we're finishing in the top ten? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'd probably say <laughs> I'd say yes, probably right now. <laughs> but I mean, that's that's ah uh, man, that's a harsh. It's a harsh question because there's going to be half of the new Asel fan base. If they heard this, they'd be like, oh. You hate him. Why do you hate him? I don't. I love him. He's one of the best dribblers of football I've ever seen live. He's amazing, but on his day. And we had this previous conversation with Richard. Um, <laughs> personally, I think Alan St. Maximum's better than Albert Damatriori. Personally. Personally. I probably but, agree with you. Yeah, I yeah. just think he's got a bit more about him. So, but I'm just saying, them players, you love to see them, but on the bad days, you, you're just so infuriated by them. If you were to guarantee me a top 10 players if we saw them, then probably, yeah, probably snatch your hand off of him and four extra players coming in. But... Start your handoffs a bit extreme, but you know it, it, it's a. You can tell your questions. Your questions pod liquid on the second board in my brain, but um, <laughs> yeah, I'd say yes. That's the short answer. Yes, probably, maybe. Yeah. Okay. I was like, so switching to Wolves then, Matty. Yes. What have been your thoughts on so far this 
season because from yeah. my perspective, I say it feels like we've kind of gone a little bit under the radar in terms yeah. of sort of national media. But you know, speaking with opposition fans who you know watch it week in week out, what what are your sort of thoughts on us this season? Perfect way of putting it. To be honest, Richard, I think I think we have went under the radar a little bit. Um, you know, granted, West Ham are doing what they've mm-hmm. been doing, fantastic season, the continuing of a fantastic season, still in Europe. But you have been one of the best of the rest, uh, other than the top six teams. Uh, still hate that saying, but it's it's um, yeah. I mean, I, I checked the Premier League table tonight, and as much as you know, you've got losses that are in recent memory. You know, like it's not like they're like oh, they very rarely get beat. Wolves. you've got losses in recent memory, but then the teams that you should be beaten if you're going to be in that top half, you've beaten them, and you've you know I know there was the Leeds game and stuff, and you know every there's always exceptions, but you seem to have been able to string runs of two or three results together. Then if a loss a loss comes along, fair enough, onto the next one, win that one, might lose, win, 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 lose and draw, and you know you've had a really you're in the in in the position to have a very very good season yet again you could finish sixth it's not it's not even a, a long stretch man united have a game in hand but you could still definitely finish sixth if, if things go your way and that has to be seen as a huge huge success by the manager who's inherited a squad that hasn't really been reinforced massively a couple of shrewd signings not to steal your word but it, it's you know yeah they've done very well it's just like you say it's under the radar because you sort of forget about them when they're playing the other teams and they're not playing the top six team or you don't sort of look for wolves result if that no, makes we're, sense we're, we're very much fifth on match of the day is yeah, that described I, I, a lot it's like that, oh wolves have won wolves have won two one today yeah oh, we've done that last week and the week before and it, yeah. it is strange because I don't think I don't think you, um, you. I could be corrected here, but I don't think you're hammering teams either. No, Do you know what I mean? Not really. Sort of, no. The teams that you're gonna you're gonna beat, you'll beat them two nil. St James, uh, St James Park. The reverse fixture at Molyneux, one one nil, one one two one. Um, yeah. You know nothing outstanding. You haven't smashed a, a poor Newcastle side, but you, it doesn't matter. You have got three points, and if you've done that a lot through the course of the season, it's going to put you in good, good stead, which it has. Uh, so that's probably why you've went under the radar. It's nothing crazy, but it's just been. Um, efficient, if maybe if that's the right word. And you've yeah. said about Bruno Lage not being able to implement his style of football, but seems to be putting him in a good position it, the way he's been playing. Yeah, mm. yeah. no, that's, that's completely agree. Jeffo, do you think the, uh, we, we talked about Friday night games have the opportunity to make or break um, your weekend? And we had that against Leeds a couple of weeks back. And I think it felt like the atmosphere from like losing to Leeds pretty much up until we played Villa, just the mood around Wolverhampton was just low. Do you think the positivity's back? Well, well, you couldn't pick a better result, could you, against Villa to yeah. to, to lift every the mood back up. But yeah, that, that leads, the Leeds game, that, that just sucked all the energy out of all the fans. And it was just the ma- the matter of that loss that and, and the way that it happened. It just absolutely, you know, sucked. It felt like the season was over, it was finished. <laughs> but it's not to yeah. send dramatic or anything, but it just felt like you know to we, go we, to go from up here to yeah, yeah. to the, and so sorry this is an insult, but calamitously them yeah, two it, them two it was goals a my well, it was a collapse. I'm no stranger to a collapse as a new <laughs> but usually it's just the defense goes sixes and sevens, and it's a couple of one twos. The rhythm have scored, but them goals were 
it hit the bar and it hit the crossbar and then it's in the air and Willie Bolly's just having a sandwich in the middle of the, the box and I was just like, what is going on here? And then we, yeah. we were watching the pub and to, for that to happen just because of, it seemed, your striker getting sent off. It was crazy. We lost our heads, we really did. And then we lost all that game control, which, as you know, you're saying, we've gone under the radar because we've been pragmatic in defence and, and that just, everything seems to go out the window and... and like you say, lost our heads, willy bolly. Okay, could be accused of doing that in the past and being a little bit too lackadaisical. But people like Cody and and and, and maybe Seth to a degree shouldn't be doing things like that. They should be yeah. in control of the game. They should be seeing that match out like Arsenal did to, against us when yeah. Arsenal went down to ten. They sh- we should be controlling them, controlling the game because, um, like you said, we've done well against teams in the bottom half of the table. And that's where we've struggled in the past, but this is we've done well with that, and and we kind of showed m- more Nuno style football in that game, and, and those mm. things that were bad about Nuno, uh, kind of crept back in just for that lead match, which was kind of disappointing. Yeah, some of the, some of the bad habits that I thought we kind of knocked out the system. I, my question to both of you, I mean, I've got someone who's biased and someone who's unbiased. On, do you think there's still a chance we're making Europe this season? Jeffo, we'll go with you yeah. first. I, I think I think there's a good chance we could finish seventh. Mm. I think we could put, pick West Ham because I think if they go deeper and deeper into Europa League, they might put all their eggs in one basket. And I think we could get seventh, and then that depends on who wins the FA Cup, doesn't it? Yeah. So, so it get it get it gets into 50, algorithm 50, territory, doesn't it? In terms of uh... so if you, if you if you finish seventh and you need a top team like an already qualified team to win the FA Cup yeah yes. that's how we did the last yeah. time we finished and would that get you conference or would it get you believe it I believe it's conference yeah it's conference now isn't it yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd take that where are the cool kids play football man yeah like, mm-hmm. I, I, we, we've said before we'd happily take you know a trip out to Finland mm-hmm. bring it on you know cool. we'll take you know it's it's one of them like if you qualify for Europe you can't turn it down like how often do you get the opportunity and yeah. you know, yeah, you will go some backwater, you know, playing I don't know Tallinn FC over in uh, Estonia or whatever. But you know what? We'll, we'll be up for it, and if it breeds a bit of opportunity and a bit of chance, then yeah, we'll 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 take it. Um, I think we might have just missed the boat to really kind of get to sixth, which I think is a real shame because there was a point where it was on the cards, and mm-hmm. I think it was that. Mar- I think it was in March where we had Spurs, we had Leicester, we had Arsenal twice and we had West Ham. And we got a decent amount of points that we beat Leicester and we beat Spurs. But we were almost better off just drawing those games and spreading the points because it just meant Arsenal got six points on us and they literally just l- jumped over us, which was, you mm. know, when you look back on it, it's going to be those where we can't go. Yeah, that's a if only. I feel like uh, our season, if we don't get European football, will be defined by the two Arsenal games of the West Ham match and the first yeah. three games of the season where we lost one. Yeah. I think yeah. there will be the the uh, the two periods, and you will we'll look back on it and go, we should have done a little bit better. Yeah, as I say, we'll as I say only, only a few more games um, to sort of find out. We're going to take a short break, guys. Um, Afterwards, we're going to talk about the game on Friday night and do a bit of a quiz. We'll be back right after this. 
Hi, it's Richard from Wolves Fancast here. Just interrupting today's show before we get back to some questionable opinions and opinionated questions to talk to you a little bit about our sponsors, Pixel Yeti Media. They are a design agency that put you and your business first from web design, logo and branding design and marketing. If you have any marketing needs, get in touch with them to find out how they can help you get it right. They are over at pixelyetimedia.com. Now let's get back to a show where we can give you some really forced wordplay, niche cultural references and maybe even a bit of football talk. Hello and welcome back everybody. Uh, big shout out to everyone who's watching live on YouTube at the moment. Um, quick comment um, brought up by regular contributor Danny. Fourth may have gone but um, wouldn't be surprised to see Spurs or Man United dropping points as well and like Woods with West Ham as well. Um, you know, I think it's going to be a, interesting to sort of see how some of those other, game, other teams can manage it out. Um, in terms of the game on Friday night, though, um, Matty, we were saying um, on your show, Gallagate Shots, go check mm-hmm. them out, guys. Um, this is a very evenly matched game historically. Yes, uh, I think I said yeah that for five the 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 two one earlier in the season uh, stopped a run of five one one draws five one one draws and then you know both teams have scored in the last seven um, which is pretty pretty crazy uh, they've not normally been tight affairs as well um, you know but I think you know even in the championship you know I think you guys won two nil and we won one nil hmm. it's not been a very high scoring game in uh, um, historically. But yeah, it's been very evenly matched. There's been times where you have took the lead, we've equalised, we've took the lead, you've equalised. I think that's probably the biggest trend, to be honest. Um, a lot of the home games and, and even one, I remember Miguel Almiron scoring at Molyneux early yeah. on before Dendonk equalised. Um, yeah, it just seems to, you know, we, we like the score early. Um, I remember Isaac Hayden, Willie Bolly at the death, which was ironically oh, yeah. Almiron's uh, debut, that actually, ironically. Hmm. Um, but um yeah, it, it is a very evenly matched fixture, um, even when I think a lot of the times you've been up at the right end of the table and we've been at the bottom end of the table. So, I mean, we've spoke about this and not put not put things uh, too far ahead but or get into predictions, but I would take a 1-1 draw if, if, if history was to be kind again. Yeah, it seems to be um, yeah very much a trend uh, looking at it in, in our Premier League years with yourselves. Mm-hmm. Jeffo, pulling back to, I guess, the... The reverse fixture, Bingham 2-1. It was the first time we kind of really got to see what Hwang was all about um, in terms of his brace. And I guess my question is, do you think he's likely to start for Wolves on um, on Friday night and to hopefully get on the score sheet again? Because it's, it's been a good while, hasn't it? Yeah, I think, I think he stands a chance of, of being selected. I think going on the last two games, I think Trinko is probably going to be hmm. undroppable. Because he's playing really, really well now. But, so that's the question: is 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 you going to play a front three of of Silva, Huang, and Trinko? It's a it's a, it's a possibility. <sighs> it depends how how he thinks that Newcastle are going to line up. If they're going to be other, if they're going to pat the midfield, then it's 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 likely that Trinko Trinko will probably tuck in like he has with uh, Moutinho and Ndonka. Mm. So mm. I, it'd be unlikely that we'd see Silver and and Quang uh, up front. I think you'd probably more likely see Silver and Pedence, and we'll keep the same sort of lineup as Villa. Yeah, so I mean, sort of talking lineups and danger men as well. So I've pulled up the lineups from uh, the games at the weekend. Um, 
Matty, for you, who are who are your danger men that you think Wolves should be looking out for from the Newcastle side of things first and foremost? It, it's an interesting one because I mean, if if that that starting eleven uh, on Sunday, I was I was very happy with it. It was good to see John Joe Shelley back. Um, he certainly had his ups and downs at Newcastle, um, but he seems to be playing some of his better football under Eddie Howe and in this midfield like sort of partnership, if you will, with. You know, like Sir Joe Willick, and we've said about Joe Linton. Wow, what a turnaround by him! Like forty million pound striker, flop handed the number nine shirt, never scored hardly any goals. Callum Wilson comes in, takes the uh, number nine shirt in his, his, his second season, gives Joe Linton the seven. And, and when Eddie Howe comes in, he must have just saw something and thought, plonk him in the midfield. He's physical, he can tackle. His touch isn't too bad, and he can, you know, he, he can just mop things up. So he's been a huge part of our upturn in form. Um, Joe Willock's probably going to be injured for Friday, so you will probably see Gimaresh starting. Um, just watching him from a neutral perspective, I think you'll be able to tell that he's a very, very good footballer, first and mm. foremost. Very good. Um, he's still probably bedding in the Premier League, but he's definitely shown that he's got the ability to be fine in the Premier League and show what he can do. Um, but it's a strange one because that that, that starting eleven, or if you that starting eleven with Gimaresh instead of Willock, it's the organisation Eddie Howe's brought. And I'm saying this on the back of capitulating in the second half where the, the defence just went to rat shit and we conceded four goals in the space of about well, twenty minutes. But other than that, we've looked very very just well drilled. And if we continue that, that's for me our you know our foundation for getting a good result. Not just yeah. being hard to break down, but having a game plan on how to, you know, get the get get at you where Eddie Howe thinks the weaknesses are. I'm not sure where they're at, but um, for me, if, if the, the obvious threats are the likes of Alan Saint Maximin, depending on how he is on the day, but I mean, Gimaresh is definitely a, a good passer of the ball, forward thinker, um, and Ryan Fraser again's been very good since Eddie Howe's came in. You've said yourself that Chris Wood has a history against Wolves. Um, hopefully, fingers crossed, he continue that on Friday um, because he has only scored one goal so far for Newcastle. But you know, maybe that's where the threat can come from because we'll have to try and get the ball into the box from wide areas. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, Chris, uh, it, it, it's a phenomenal record he has against Wolves, isn't it? I don't, Richard. I, I don't want to don't put too much on it, but it, it, it honestly, I was glad he moved when he did because it, mean, it meant that we didn't have to. He didn't have to wear Bernie shirt again against us. <laughs> if he misses a penalty on Friday, I it, it will be, I'm going to get a text off you, Arnold. I'm going to drive to Wolverhampton <laughs> and I'm going to cause all sorts of bother. <laughs> um, Jeffo, who are you looking forward to seeing from a Newcastle perspective then? Uh, well, I, I always love, I love watching Alan Sir Maximan, so that's something that's obvious. But yeah, Bruno Vermeerish um, starts. I'd like to see him play because yeah. I, I thought he was cracking player in Liga. I thought he, he looked like he's he's going to really offer something um, in the Premier League. I just like you say he's 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 feeling for it at the moment, and it, that intensity level in the Premier League is quite different to the French league. So I think next season we will see his best. So hopefully you'll still be in the Premier League and, and still be um, uh, still be uh, able to watch him in, in the in the black and white. I mean, talking going back to the lineups for just a second, just mm. to come off track. Is it has how ever like like matched up with a team that play three centre backs? I've literally you've just took the words out of my mouth there, mate. You've took the words out of my mouth. Um I think he's been forced into it. Might, there might have been one or two times where he's done it on purpose. Chelsea, we went, we matched them. 
Um, but it was more because there was a like Joe Willock went down with the virus, John Joe Shelby went down with the virus. I think Fraser was 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 took a knock and he wasn't he was on the bench because he didn't play. So we went share Dan Byrne and Lascelles. Um uh, I think we played Jacob Murphy at one of the full back positions and but like it, it, we have done it in the past. Don't get me wrong. Um, so it, it did cross my mind whether he feels like that formation's a real key to your success. Will he just bring in the three centre-halves, whether that be Ben, Cher, Lascelles, Ben, Cher, even Emil Crafts played there, which I don't really like, but he might. Um, it's an interesting one. I mean, I don't have the answer, but he certainly has played the back three when he needed to, but sometimes wanted to in the past. Yeah, I think it's going to be an interesting match. I think the, the biggest worry we, we had as Wolves fans against Villa was we're, we're playing with a two-man midfield at the moment because we have three central, senior central midfielders and Nevers is injured, so we've got two and a youngster. So yeah. we're sort of having to play um, the formation we're playing at the moment. Um, so it'll be interesting to sort of see how Newcastle line up in reflection to that. Yeah. Um, uh, Matty, who are you looking forward to seeing from a Wolves perspective then? I mean, I always look forward to seeing Ruben Neves play, but he's not going to be playing. Yeah. So um, it, it's an interesting one. It's a funny little tale about the story of of, of young young Silver up top. I feel you know when they spent they spent like forty million pounds on him, did they not? Yeah, it was. A, it was. I think uh, with add-ons, it's thirty. Yeah. Five and stuff right, like that. Right, okay. All right. It's an awful lot. For I was talking in euros. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was, it's, it's, you know, that story of, it was very much something you'd sort of sign on football manager, like one of those regens who you spend stupid amounts of money on and then send them on loan somewhere or, or bring them off the bench. And, you know, I can remember the stories and the, the sort of discussions about him. He hadn't hit the ground running, but I mean, he's a very, very young footballer. He's definitely got talent. And he seems to just be getting a little bit better and better. Am I, am I wrong there? Is he is he is he seeing yeah, progress? You know, yeah, he's still he's 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 improving on his game by game. It feels so, nice. yeah. so. It's an interesting story. I am. Um, it's a strange one. I really like Johnny. I I, I don't yeah. know why. He's, is it he? Wasn't there a spell where was it last season or maybe this season? I'm not sure. Where he spent the time on the sidelines, and then when he came back, you sort of you got things yeah, back together, he... got things moving again. Yeah, so he, he tore his ACL, um, came back after nine months, played three games, then tore it again. But for his four games, he, he just completely lifted mm. the team. And yeah. he's come back now and played, I think, four games. And again, completely lifted us. It feels like he's never been away. Two goals yeah. in two games. Yeah, two goals in two <laughs> games after getting two goals in, like, I think, the last 99 or something silly. Oh, well, we'll hope it's not three in the row. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> wipe that one of the carpet. Um Moutinho as well. I was doing, do you know, like that? Do you know Wordle that creates that sweet yeah. Twitter? There's obviously the football one. There's like a, mm. there's a bunch of different football ones. And the other day it was like, oh, he's Portuguese. I got that right. And then he was in the Premier League. I got that right. But then everything else was wrong. And, I'm thinking, and then it was like, he's older than 26. He's older than 28. He's older than 32. He's older than 34. And I was like, how old is Jao Moutinho? He's like 35, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He and me, and he's still doing what he's doing. And I'm, do you see that? Like, is he? Is he? Immo- would you call him immobile? Would you say he's still not running around no, as much, or do you see him fit I, as a fiddle? I think yeah. we would have said that last year, but this season he's like, he, he, like he's a phoenix. He's like he's been re- reborn through the fire. 
<laughs> crazy. Honestly, he, he he covered every blade of grass against Villa um, last week. Um, and it's just he just seems to, I don't know what he what he eats, what he drinks, what he does in his spare time, but whatever he need, he does, he needs to keep doing it because he will go on and on and on <laughs> forever. Yeah, it doesn't, it's just, it doesn't slow down. Yeah, it doesn't feel like he's stopping anytime soon. Um dreaded score predictions time, guys. Um Matty, do you want to go first? Easy one one. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. both <laughs> normally I do the whole um oh my heart says this, but my head says this, and I'll say what my head thinks, and I'll say but my heart says we might be able to scrape this. I genuinely think my head and my heart, because my heart would like a point, and my head would also think given previous form. It might be 1-1 one, one as well. You know, I mean, I know it was 2-1 at Molyneux, but I think St. James's Park, the atmosphere is going to be great. Um, only, I think one chance that you guys have of turning that on its head is if, you know, the keep, you keep the ball for the first 15 minutes, which is totally, you know, it's not it's not above, above the realms of possibility. Um, but I just feel like we've always got that, you know, that ace up the sleeve with the crowd. If something happens, get us going. And hopefully that gives the players what they need to get some sort of result off the back of these four away fixtures. Granted, four away fixtures that I said I would have took three points out of, but unfortunately, it's happened three points, then three losses. Um, So hopefully, we can just get back on track, get some points on the board. A win would be absolutely fantastic. Wouldn't do great for my liver on the Friday night. But (laughs) um, yeah, a point is a point and a a valuable one at that against a very good Wolves side. So I'll take 1-1. Javon, how about you? Uh, I, I kind of predicted it a couple of weeks ago. I predicted a one 0 loss a few weeks ago with Stu, but I'm changing it to a two 0 win now. Mm. I, I can't. I can't be negative, can I? No, I, it's I dead be, easy, you know. I don't it's be dead easy guy. to be negative. You don't. You're never disappointed if you're negative. Yes, <laughs> well, I, I, I can't got to stick what I said on um, your show, and I'm going to go for one one just because it feels like history dictates it. But mm-hmm. we're going to finish off the show with a very quick quiz, guys. Ooh, um, as I get to pull up a lovely graphic, so. It's at, I was going to say, it's quite easy. It's not a, you know, who scored the winning goal uh, when Wolves played Newcastle or anything like that. So it's just Wolves <laughs> or Newcastle. So this season, which of us has averaged more shots per game, Newcastle or Wolves? Unless this is a trick question, it has to be Wolves. I thought it would have been us to go off the start of the season. Actually, what? Newcastle. Eddie Howe is doing bits, yeah. man. Yeah, Newcastle have averaged 12, Wolves 10.7. Mate, uh, if you'd Mark... have took that first eight games of the season, it's negative shots. Like, it's literally minus it's... two. It's crazy. That's crazy. Um, so, next up, Ariel Jules won per game. Oh, God, it's stat based questions. I know, but down to the week, because literally it's a 50 50. Yeah, but still. Um, I, I'm gonna, I'm probably going to say Newcastle purely because even before we brought in Chris Wood and Dan Byrne, I would like all we were was, was doing humping balls long, and you know Joe Linton still wins the odd aerial drill the cells. So I'm going to say Newcastle. Yeah, I'll go Wolves with this one. It's Newcastle. It was like eight point two, eighteen point two to thirteen a game. It was, it, it, 18. It was, 2 it was to 13. It was it was a big a big amount of aerial jewels won. Dan Byrne is earning his keep at the moment. Um now I thought this one was an interesting one to do because we've had Troyore, you've got ASM Ooh. dribbles per game. It's all this is all down to what the rest of our squad have done. 
but I, I'm sure I saw it might have been our our friends of the 90 minutes parish who, who tweeted mm-hmm. at like a league table and Alan St. Maximum was like ridiculously ahead, like of any player. So whether that's enough for us to win it, I'm not sure, but I'll stick with ASM and say Newcastle. Yeah, okay, I'll just go the opposite. I'll go Wolves again because of Podence and Trinkau. <laughs> it was Wolves, but it was close. Oh. Um, so it was yeah. 11.9 to 9.2 on average. Right, so we got a couple. We've got two more left. Um, interceptions per game. Now, this is the team in you know which team has intercepted the ball more rather than just who's lost the ball the most times you know what i mean so who's basically who's been better defensively at picking off the ball i'm saying i'm saying wolves i think i think we've done this a lot better since eddie house came in i think joe linton must have a decent amount of interceptions in him our midfielders in general must do but i'm, I'm gonna go wolves yeah, I'm actually going to swap a good here, Castle, because oh, I'm going to be higher on. I think we're going to be higher on tackles and clearances, to be honest. Yeah, it was Wolves. Surprisingly, hey, I was going to say surprise on that one. And the you keep the score, are you Richard? Are you keep the score. What? Nope. I'm just oh, going well, through it. I really should have because I feel like you're, you're about you're about equaling on the last one. To be fair, so we'll do a mm. we'll do a winner takes all on the last one, which. Bearing in mind, you have had Steve Bruce as a manager for a significant <laughs> part of the season. Uh, long balls per game. Well, I don't know if you've just tried to sort of um, trick me there, you know, because, I mean, Steve Bruce was there for eight games, nine games, eight, nine games. Yeah. Graham Jones for the next two. Probably was still long balls. Like, um, yeah, screw it. Let's go, Newcastle. Oh, go, go. For, the, for, for, the, for the content, you've got to go opposite and go Wolves. Cody and Neves, come on, please. It it was basically down to Cody and Neves because it's actually Wolves. Wow. Again, it, I guess it's more accurate long balls we'll, we'll go for. But um, yeah, I thought we'd end it on a bit of that. But well, How about I give you a quiz question? Okay. And I'll, I'll give you a positive it's... one instead. And I, I don't want me to do this, but who? Newcastle, Wolves, Championship, what, four or five years ago? Five years ago? 2-0, St. James's Park, Chancel and Bemberon goal. Who scored the second goal for you guys in a 2-0 win? I know this. No, I don't, do I? Was it John Daddy? No. I feel like it might be... No, it was... Um, it was, was it, was it, um, was it Helder Costa then? It was Helder Costa. Was Costa. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you, should it, technically, you shouldn't have got two guesses there. You broke the game. Got, yeah. Point did you for. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, because Helder Costa scored a lot of goals like that. Scored a lot. I think I think it was a very good goal as well. To be honest, yeah. I remember. I remember it was a very sunny day, and it was at the time where people told me Rafa wouldn't get us out of the championship. Uh, I was going to say, I think that was we were under the uh, Walter Zenger era at that point of Wolves, which was an interesting time as a as a, as a fan. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the reverse fixture. I feel like Prince Onyange scored in the reverse game. Yeah. Now you would have been wrong. You would have been wrong. I know that reverse fixture off by heart. It was a 1 0 win for Newcastle. And a certain Mr. Alexander Mitrovic scored. He was trying to fight everyone. And Rafa hooked him at half time. So like he, he scored yes, the first he, half, put his one 0 up. I think he got booked, and then Rafa was like, "Get off the pitch! Oh, yeah. You're trying to fight." Yeah, because he, ne- he nearly got the set. Like there, there was a, no- yeah. I think he like ran into the goalkeeper after already getting books. Which yeah, I think Rafa just thought, "You know, I'm not like, having this." And we, yeah. did, we held. I think we held on for dear life in the second half as well. I remember John Goodman was fucking talking bollocks or something mm, like he was. Just, obviously, he just. I mean, do you guys? Do you guys love John Goodman? Is, is, is he? Is he a, uh, is he a, 
just like sort of nothing because like yeah, yeah, yeah. play can you play yeah, Kanye games for you? Yeah, Goodman mm. used to play for Wolves. Yeah, but he's yeah. not. Yeah, he was just talking oh. stupidness and just proper wanting Wolves to equalise. And but anyway, we got the result. But yeah, I remember that game well. But it was just so funny, mm. Mitrovic yeah. going off at the halftime. We'll see what he does in this, the Premier League next season. I was going to say yeah, that, that'll come. That'll come around sooner rather than later. Where it where yes. end up actually doing something at this level, or <laughs> you know, get, we'll see. Keep keeping the second tier, but we'll wrap up the show there for today, guys. Uh, big thanks to everyone who's uh, joined us. Um, shout outs to Pixel Yeti Media and 19 Min, as always. Um, Matty, do you want to do a quick plug for you, um, for yourselves? Yes, I mean, I know I'm talking to a lot of Wolves fans, so I know you don't want loads of Newcastle United content. I've just done a lovely one with Richard from your parish, he's done a, a lovely preview of this weekend's game, but Gallagher shots. Uh, at Gallagher Shots on Gallo, that's Gallo Gate Shots on Twitter. Um, follow me, Matty S90, um, just for general talk about nothing. I just talk <laughs> about Newcastle. I'm all about Newcastle. Uh, sometimes talk about wrestling if that's your bag. Um, and... you've, you've potentially come to a right, uh, the right area for this, then. <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 a, I'm a massive nerd, uh, but I also love other things as well. So, you know. Just let's all just talk, man. But don't be nasty. Hey, man, love each other. But if just just don't be a dickhead. That's all I would oh, say. Yeah. That's my religion. <laughs> we'll go. We're, we're happy with that. We're happy with that. Um, join me and Jafo and some of you guys um, on Saturday for our review of said Newcastle mm-hmm. game. Yeah. Hopefully, it will end in Jafo's prediction. So it's goodbye. It's good, good. So it'll be goodbye from Jafo. Goodbye. Goodbye from Matty. Goodbye. It's goodbye for me. See you next time.